Welcome to Forever Healing Podcast. I am your host, Shanice, and I'm also the founder and CEO of I Am Kingdom Connections, where I help parents to find their purpose, unlock their identity, and walk in the true power in Christ. Today, in this segment, I will talk about the power of knowing who you are and also the power in your healing and how your lack of healing can actually affect your children instead of helping them. I am also the author of Heal Soul Trauma, Healing from a Broken Soul. I hope you enjoyed this series and come back for more. Hello, welcome to Forever Healing. This is your host, Shanice Jones. I am also the CEO and founder of I Am Kingdom Connections, where we help women to find their identity, unlock their purpose, and walk in their true power. On this show, you will get content from breaking dysfunctional parenting cycles, have strategies, real-life strategies to heal from abusive relationships. You will also We will also hear from amazing authors to discover new uh, good reads. You know what they say, a person that act, uh, to, to activate their minds, I mean to move their minds, is a powerful person. So I will have author highlights once a month. You can come on the show and find out what books is out and what books is popping. But today I'm opening up for every healing and we're going to start off with a powerful segment talking about breaking generational cycles, breaking generational dysfunctional cycles and how trauma is passed down through the generations. Is y'all ready for this tonight? It's going to be so, so powerful. My first episode, I'm actually going to be hosting a, a powerful interview from a woman named Tay. She's also an author and she also have a YouTube channel. But before we get into that interview, I want to touch basis on how did I become so passionate about breaking parents and dysfunctional parenting cycles. I myself was caught up in this world ring of, of, of parenting my children from a place of trauma, from a place of hurt, from a place of pain, from a place of depression, from a place of despair. And I found myself always frustrated. I found myself always angry. I I found myself saying things to my children that I really did not want to say. You ever had this feeling like when I grow up, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to do that differently. Now I'm going to throw out a disclaimer out there. I'm not saying that my parents wasn't a good parents. I'm not saying that my father wasn't a good father. I'm not saying that my mother was a good mother. Yeah, you heard me right. I was raised in a household, my mother and my father, but I, it was so dysfunctional raised uh, when I was growing up that I did not want to give my children that. That same type of dysfunction. I want to give my children better. I want to give them more. But it wasn't until I got older that I ended up getting caught in the same cycles, the same dysfunctional cycles, saying the same things to my children, seeing the same emotions flare up that this, uh, uh, of what I saw. And I thought I wasn't going to give my children. I don't, am I the only person that felt like that? That when I get older, I'm not going to give my children um I'm, I'm, I'm going to be affectionate towards them. I'm going to let them speak their minds. I'm going to allow them to, you know, to, I want to be like their best friend. But I end up turning around doing the complete opposite. And I end up giving my children exactly what it was given to me. I end up giving my children hurt and pain. I end up giving my children 
despair. I end up giving my children worse saying words to them that I really didn't want to say to them. I end up giving my children uh, a dysfunctional relationship. I end up giving my children the words that would just pierce a child heart. I end up giving my children the opposite of what if they what they really needed. It wasn't until I started working at a daycare. I was 22 years old and I started working at a, day, a daycare and I start. I went to school for early childhood and it wasn't until then that I realized that every child is differently and every child needs to be fed differently and every child needs to be raised differently. But I was still caught in these dysfunctional cycles of yelling at my children when they made mistakes of you not being affectionate with them and when they get older not holding their hands not you know cuddling with them not reading them bedtime stories not really happening with their homework just expecting them just to learn on their own and I didn't understand why it was so hard for me I didn't understand why it was so hard for me to give my children what I desired to give them, but I kept giving giving them the opposite. It wasn't until 2017 when I first started my healing process and I had ordered this book and it was called, it was actually preparing me for marriage because I wanted to be the first woman in my, in my family married. And it was called, um, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't remember, actually remember the title, but it, I believe it was, um, Position yourself to be a wife, your ultimate guide, right? So I brought this book and I'm reading this book and I realized that she got married right before she was even healed. So she had a, she had a lot of uh, childhood trauma, a lot of hurt just built up inside of her. And it wasn't until she actually got the divorce that she noticed the reason why she ended up repeating the same cycle of her mother of, of, in a, you know, in, in, um, a broken relationship and also uh parenting from a, a, a standpoint of brokenness that she realized the reason why that she was parenting or even operating in her marriage the way that she was because she had so much childhood trauma and I didn't realize that I had so much trauma you know I had my first child at 16 years old um I dropped out of school because I got pregnant at 16. I had a lot of insecurities about my parenting. I worked minimum wage jobs, but I had this highlight of being in a better place. I got in an abusive relationship when I turned this, uh, when I, when my first, uh, child's father, well, all my children had the same dad. I got my, in my first, uh, domestic violence relationship was my actually one of my first loves I got molested when I was 13 I had my first baby when I was 14 but in actuality my baby died um when I was eight months so I had a lot of trauma that I was holding on to that I needed to heal from in order for you to be the best mother or the best father that you can be you have to heal because if you're not healed what would end up happening you will pass down the trauma of depression you will pass down the spirit of molestation you probably like how can you pass down the spirit of molestation when you are not at 
act, uh, uh, operate in a thing. Uh, God tells us to forgive those that have hurt us. But when you're hoping on, when you're hating that person that have molested you, you have now committed a sin. You probably thinking, how have I committed a sin? And this person molested me because you have not forgave that person that have hurt you. And since you have not forgave them, then God cannot forgive you. And since God cannot forgive you and you can not give that person, now you have gave the enemy full access, legal access to torment your bloodline by allowing the spirit of molestation to run rapidly in your bloodline. Whatever you do not kill, your, your children will have to go through. And so by my mother not healing from that molestation and that rape that she went through, now it was two of her children. I'm one of the children that was molested because of her pain, because of her hurt. Now that trauma was passed through the bloodline. And in order for that blood, for, for that trauma to be killed and be completely healed and for me to start a whole nother DNA through the blood of Jesus Christ, I needed to heal. In order for me to be the best mother that I needed to be for my children, I needed to heal. That's why I called this podcast for ever healing. So when you need a segment, I mean, when you need strategies or you need a segment to come on, you need an inspiration, uh, encouragement, you can go ahead and come over to my to my radio station and you can hit that play button and you can find live. You can find hope. You can find healing. You can find real life strategies. And it wasn't until I brought that book until I realized back in 2017 that I needed to heal. And the very first thing that called that caused my healing, y'all catch this. I put my big girl panties on and I said these words, I am bitter, I am jealous, and I do not like my life. The very first thing to anything in healing is to admit if you cannot admit that you're hurt, if you cannot admit that you're dysfunctional, if you cannot admit the things that you need to admit to, guess what? Your healing will never start. My healing started. When I said I was not happy with my life, my healing started when I was able to admit that I was in a dysfunctional relationship and I ended up just like my mother, even though I said I was not going to be nothing like her. I said I wasn't going to be with a man that didn't love me. I was with one. I said I wasn't going to settle for mediocre jobs. I was I was at one. I said that I was going to love my kids. I was going to yell at them. I was going to be understanding. I was the opposite. It wasn't until I started my healing it was out that I was able to become everything that God called me to be. And I was also able to accept my children for who they were. Why? Because I was now accepting me. I hope this helped you today. I love you. Stay encouraged, stay inspired, stay motivated. In order for you to stop those generational trauma from passing through your bloodline, the change you want to see it first begins with you. See you later and stay tuned for my next segment with my interview with Tay. See you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. I hope you come back for more and I hope you was able to get the strategies and the clarity that you needed. Also, leave me a message. Let me know how I'm doing and tell a friend to tell a friend about my podcast. Until my next episode, stay encouraged, stay inspired and stay motivated and stay motivated. Peace. 
Hello and welcome to Forever Healing. I am your host, Shanice, and I'm also the CEO of I Am Kingdom Connections, where I help women to find their purpose, unlock their power, tap into their identity in Christ, and for them to walk in their true, authentic self. Today, I have a special segment that I'm going to break down into a couple of parts. I'm going to have some interviews with two powerful women upcoming these two weeks but today I want to open up the segment with a, a story a little backstory of myself but I'm uh, in honor of abuse awareness month domestic violence abuse awareness month of the month of October I want to um make the women that's in abusive relationships right now i want them to make aware that you are noticed that you are loved that you can leave you have the power within you you have the strength within you you just have to tap into it and i want to talk about that tonight tapping into your power to walk away what seems to be endless what seems to be so hard to break what seems to be something that you can you feel that you cannot break and you probably thinking how can you relate i can relate because i was in a relationship for 13 years um with someone that i was truly truly in love with but he was just so dysfunctional i was so dysfunctional he was abusive um i was a i was so much more emotional abuser to him as well but he was physically abusive towards me he was emotionally abusive towards me um emotionally mentally um abusive towards me and when I was in a relationship he often told things to me like no one will ever love you like I love you you will never find no one like me due to the fact that I had um eight kids by him at the time after I we had all our children but over the years of me becoming pregnant he embedded this in my mind that no one would ever want me and when I was in a relationship with him I thought that I would never find no one because I had so many kids and you know I didn't have much of an education and I actually believed everything that he had said I believed the lies that he told me and to be honest I believed him because I saw no self-worth in myself and that's what happens when you have not tapped into your power when you have not tapped into that superpower that you have within you what end up happening you end up settling for the things that God don't want you to be in and due to the fact that I didn't know my purpose and I didn't have the power that that uh, that I couldn't I didn't have I didn't tap into the power that I had it wasn't that I didn't have the power I hadn't tapped into my power yet and I hadn't tapped into my identity in Christ. But had I known my identity in Christ, that I would have known that I'm worthy. I had, I had I known my identity in Christ, I would have had settled. Had I known my identity in Christ, I would have known that God said that I'm more than rubies and diamonds. But due to the fact that I didn't know this, due to the fact that I didn't know that I had the power to uh to leave, I had the strength to leave. I believe the lie that He told me. I believe the lies of the enemy, and um that was telling me and was actually um coming in agreement with the things that he was saying about me he said different things about me like no one would ever want you you know um you have too many kids who's gonna want you with all these kids and he was drilling this in my mind so much that when we were getting the most hateful arguments then you know he would jump on me and he would say things to me like you old he would just he would say the meanest things to me like 
You'll never be anything. Nobody ever wants you. You know, over the years, I had gained weight. When I met him, I was like 175. Like, not even that. I think I was like 150 at the time. And of course, after years and years of me having children, I had picked up a lot of weight. And when I had picked up all this weight, I end up, when I picked up all this weight, I picked up the mentality that no one will ever wants me. So for years, he had this, this leverage over me. So I want to just hop on and just make you aware that you are worthy. You are wonderful. You have the world is waiting on you, waiting on what you have within. You probably thinking, I don't have anything. I want you to tap into that little bitty voice. It's a little voice that's speaking to you. And you might haven't noticed it yet. But I want you to start sitting in a quiet place. And even what your mind is just riddled with so many negative thoughts. Let me tell you one thing. God would never say anything negative to you. He will never tell you that you're not worthy. He will never tell you that you're disgusted. He will never tell you that you would ever be anything. God don't say these type of things to us. And if he does, he's not going to say it in a degrading, condemning way. That's why he's saying Romans 8 and 1, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. But if you go to read to chapter 7, Apostle Paul talks about how, how the things that he wants to do, he can't do. And the things that he do want to do, he keeps finding himself making the same mistakes mistakes over and over again. So what Apostle Paul was telling us was the things that he knows that he wants to live by the spirit. He keep messing up and not doing those things, but the things that he don't want to do with, I'm not saying Apostle Paul did it, but for me, it was, it was fornication. It was been in bad relationships. I didn't want to do that, but I kept finding myself doing it. And then Apostle Paul was telling us, even if you find yourself doing the opposite of what you really want to do, there's no condemnation for those in Christ, in Christ Jesus. And a lot of times people think that you got to be perfect before you come to God. And it's actually the complete opposite. When I came to God, I was completely broken. I, I struggled with fornication, even being in him. I struggled for fornication. And even though I didn't want to do it, I kept doing it. But God was telling me there's, there, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And I'm glad I stuck it out. I'm glad I kept coming to him because now I'm fornication free. I have not, I have been celibate for almost a year now. And um, it wasn't that easy. I failed constantly over and over again. But I don't want to go into that elaboration about that. But I want to stay on topic. But I want you to understand that even though that you're going to keep falling for this person, even though that you're in this relationship, God will never tell you that you're unworthy. So I want you to get in a quiet, a quiet place. And whoever that you see yourself as, if you see yourself 100, maybe that's one of the things that you want to do. I'm a, I want to be 150 pounds lighter. Or I see myself waking up every single day going in a dark place and, and right. I see myself waking up every single day and exercise. I see myself owning a business. I see myself married with a man that loves me. Whatever that thing is that you're trying to reach, that's who you really are. That's your power. That's your power. That little voice is your power. That little voice is the light to your feet. That little voice is exposing to you in your dark places. That little voice is telling you of the person that you're going to actually become if you keep fighting and you think not, right? So I want to give you, I want, I want to give you an example. You may be in a relationship right now and you know, all the eyes look ahead, uh, look, look around you. No one knows you're in a beautiful relationship. You stay in the house with this man and you, you have children, you don't have nowhere to go. He's taking your check. You have no money. I want to share a story real quick. 
when I was in the, in my uh in a relationship with my kid's father, I was in the same situation. I had no money. I was um using his car to get back and forth at work. I was living with him. That means I was getting abused probably like twice after week. Every weekend, it was a fight. And every day, Monday through Friday, it was an argument. And every weekend, it was a fight. My children had no stability. They had complete inconsistency in our... They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know if they was going to have food. They didn't know if they was going to be seeing their mother get beat up this day. They didn't know if they was going to witness their mother get murdered. My children had no stability. Everything was inconsistent in our lives at that time. And every, the eyes looked uh, uh, against me, right? And I remember reaching out to this um this domestic violence place and they said to me if you are ready to go where he they asked first they asked me where's your abuser i told them he's at work they said are you ready right now because we will come get you right now they was willing to come and get me right then and there i froze and i didn't go i didn't go y'all i was too afraid to leave and be uncomfortable for a season but I remember getting off that phone. I remember praying and I said, God, if you get me out this situation, if you get me out this situation, I promise you, I will live for you. If you just get me out this situation. From that day for all hell broke through in my life. <laughs> my money dried up. I lost my child care. Um, my life just went haywire. But even when we think things are going haywire, that's because God is putting you where you need to be. And sometimes destruction looks like construction. When you go get down a road and then when the construction workers are is revamping that road, it looks a mess, right? You see debris everywhere. You see the street up. You see, I mean, it's it's horrible, right? But... The next time you go down that road, those bumps that was once there, they're gone. They're gone. They're completely straight. That's why he said, I will make. um, That's why he said that I will um, make your crooked path straight. And we are when we are in relationships that was not of God, God have to come in and he have to uproot and pluck and destroy some mindsets. Do you know when you're in a abusive relationship, you develop a false identity about yourself because they're telling you what you are when your little voice is telling you something different. But due to everything is so loud, you can't hear their little voice. So now you're conformed to what this person is telling you over what God is telling you. You have made this person an idol in your life. And I'm not condemning you because I did that for many, many years. I made this man an idol uh, over my life. And that was idolatry, period. It was idolatry. So I want you to get in a place. And I want you to listen to that small little voice that's telling you that you have more I want you to get in the in the place, and I want you to listen to that that small little voice that's telling you who you are, like that thing that you see ahead of you. That's who you really are, and I want you to work to get to that person, even though all odds may be against you. I want you to pray this little prayer. God, get me out this situation. Get me out this situation. Give me the strength that I need, because I don't have the strength. But I know that in your per- in your strength, my strength is made perfect. And I ask you to get me out of this situation and put me in a place 
that I will be able to give my children stability. And Lord God, you put me in a place that, that I will, my life will honor you and will worship you. And when you pray that prayer, prayer, that simple prayer, everything may look like it's going haywire. I mean, all hell going to break through. But that's because God is making every crooked path straight. He's making every bruise, every bump, every traumatic event of your soul. And he's tearing that thing up and he's rooting it and he's putting you back on the road that you attended and you needed to be on. Okay. And that's, that's your, that that's, that's you tapping into your inner power. Your inner power is the person, that power that God placed inside of you, that little voice, that little light in your darkness, that's going to lead you on a path that you need to be on. So I love you. Stay encouraged, stay inspired, stay motivated. And my next episode, which will be episode two of the segment of the abuse awareness month, I will be digging and diving in my new book, Heal Soul Trauma, Healing from a Broken Soul. And in that book, I talk about a a lot of uh, situations that I was in at that, when I'm not going to say situations, (laughs) I'm going to talk about a lot of events that I dealt with while being in that relationship and I'm going to talk about how it traumatized my soul and what it ultimately did ultimately did to my identity so that will be the next episode and I'll have two interviews coming up uh, of women that was in an abusive relationship and they actually have overcame just like myself we're now using our stories as of leverage to help other people to be healed whole individuals that God have called us to be and so my next assignment and my next segment i love you guys stay encouraged stay inspired stay motivated if you know someone that's in an abusive relationship call your domestic violence line call shelters that will come out and help you but please don't stay you are so worthy you are beautiful you are smart you are educated god has a bright future for you i love you see you later